It's the K-pop cast, a K-pop podcast. I am DJ Peter Lowe, a K-pop DJ, and I'm joined by my recurring show host, Supermatic. What's going on, Supermatic? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there? For this episode, we're going to take a deep dive, a deeper look into the GOT7 Flight Log Trilogy. We're going to do a deconstructed episode. We're going to go into the meanings, the narrative story, the linear story behind the Flight Log Trilogy. Um, But I think, you know, we, we can break this down quite simply, quite easily. Five members of GOT7, they die in a car crash. Jin Young is the only one to live, but he lives in a in a coma. And within this coma, he makes a choice to live or die. He chooses the choice of death. And the five deceased members of GOT7 wake him up. They pull him to the mortar realm, preventing him from passing on. And Jin Young, he wakes up. One last thing on this is that Yugyum and Jin Young are the same person throughout this entire narrative story and the moral of the story is that life is worth living even when your friends have carried on and passed on and i I think that with that you know that that's got seven deconstructed sounds good let's go home okay (laughs) all right so yeah you can follow us on uh you know social media i'm at dj pilo you're at supermatic and be sure to tune in next week uh, I, maybe on second thought we should dive a little deeper into this. Well, I, I think we explained it quite simply, <laughs> quite, quite clearly. But no, okay, okay. <laughs> to your point, Matt, um, where should we start? Maybe for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with the GOT7 saga, or even for those who are but don't really know where things are happening, a rough outline of the timeline of how everything unfolds in the Flight Log saga, maybe? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe before we go into how it unfolds, Let's explain how one should be looking at the film. Uh-huh. So overall, like I, a lot of people have been looking at Never Ever mm-hmm. as a standalone piece, right? A standalone uh, story. True. But overall, you got to look at it as part of a trilogy. And within that trilogy, there were three key trailers that were shown, mm-hmm. right? Which explain really the story. You can tell that JYP put a lot of money, a lot of resources into explaining what the story was behind the Flight Like Trilogy through these trailers produced by AR Films. The linear story speaks through metaphors and symbolism, and it offers a few literal clues to show us the difference between what is real and what isn't. Hmm. So I think it, it also takes a number of filmography cues from Inception. Those horns. Yeah, yeah. Wham! <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's break it down. Let's go through the linear story for what happens in GOT7's Flight Log Trilogy. Um, starting from the very first teaser trailer that we see for Fly, it mm-hmm. starts off with a car ride experience from all the boys, all the dudes together in a car. Yep. And we notice that Jin Young himself is noticeably separate, distant from his other members, mm-hmm. but he's still engaged, and they're engaging him, right? So we see, uh, which member is it? Who's the one with the camera? Oh, that would be Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> yep. So Jackson, you know, he's chronicling the entire experience. One detail I think is critical to note, and this is for, like, a proof point to the reality of the teaser trailer, is if you look at the camera and you look in the bottom left you can see that there is a uh, moving timeline so Mm. it's actively being recorded Mm -hmm. so the guys are all together they're in their car experience and we see Jin Young kind of lean over he's going to sleep and we see so obvious like (laughs) they've made the the metaphor the symbolism so obvious he leans over and you see the outline of the bird so Jin Young leaning over to the bird because guys the bird, the parakeet, is Jin Young. And that, that was, I think they underscored that symbol throughout the entire thing. We also see that the cloud-colored parakeet inside mm. the van itself. Oh, yes, we do. And I, I take that parakeet to mean that that is the spirit. That is your soul. Um, in particular, it's Jin Young's soul oh. for this entire flight log experience again this is sort of the prequel this is sort of laying the stage for the entire trilogy this is the reality when they're all together 
Alright, so they're all together in this car ride, in this experience, going to this destination. And I want to say that that's the reality. They're all together in a car. And something happens. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't have to spell it out so obviously for us, but something happens on that car expedition, on that car ride. We later see in that teaser trailer where all the members are, you know, going on their travel, their trip, and some of the members, uh, more specifically five of the members, start flying. And I think we see this also reinforced throughout the series that this, that this act of flying is this passage of passing on, it's dying, it's that act of becoming an angel because you've died in a natural way. These are saints. What, what are what are Got Seven fans called again? Oh, I Got Sevens. So I Got Sevens, these, these are your boys who become <laughs> saints because they have lived a perfect life. <laughs> so they carry on. But we also see a dream sequence, right? Or at least a sequence with Jin Young in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So, Supermatic, what did you take that to mean? So, we see Jin Young in the bedroom. And again, this is still within the trailer for the right. Departure album. Yep. And it is evidently after the trip, or uh, we can guess. Yep. Jin Young wakes up, and he's in the bed of uh, what looks like a hotel room or some sort of bedroom. A bedroom, I, I yeah, think. A bedroom. Yeah, I mean, they've got Nirvana <laughs> posters on the yeah. wall, so I, I presume it's a bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up and he notices the other members, like his fellow members of GOT7 are all, again, horsing around doing what they do. And Jackson is still going around with that video camera and he's documenting everything. But what's noticeable is that he seems to just completely walk by Jin Young, like yep. not even aware that he's there almost. And then there is a key moment where Jackson turns and uh, turns the video camera going into kind of like selfie mode to document him and the other guys together. Uh-huh. But not only is Jin Young not included in that, but if you look closely, there's only five members. That's right. Noticeably missing is also Yugyum. Yep. We'll dive into that yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, but another point. Remember earlier I, we pointed out in the car ride, mm-hmm. the camera reel is rolling. Yep. You see the time rolling in the camera in the bedroom. It's still. Yep. It's a memory, guys. (laughs) It's not moving forward. This was something that happened, or rather, it's a recollection, a recollection of these members being together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's not forget, there's also that parakeet once again in the bedroom, reinforcing this idea that this is the spirit, this is the soul, (laughs) looking, remembering this this moment with these members together. Mm -hmm. So that's a very strong clue that these five members have passed on and that they are a memory but rather a memory and not with Jin Young. Yep, absolutely. Another key point to reinforce that as well is that when Jin Young uh, shifts his gaze over and he looks at the mirror in the bedroom, uh-huh. it is at an angle where clearly you should be able to see both Jin Young and the other members of GOT7, but the only reflection you see is just Jin Young himself, not the other members. Yeah. So... Clearly, something happened. <laughs> yeah, these guys are no longer with us in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the mortal world. So I think that pretty much sums up the prequel, right? For the flight or departure mm-hmm. chapter of the White Log trilogy. Is that right, Matt? I mean, uh, for anyone who may not have seen it, basically what we see towards the end of the trailer, that is also, again, uh Included in the music video for Fly is these scenes of Jin Young on top of the on top of a building, uh-huh. and he is attempting to achieve flight by what we can only interpret as committing suicide. <laughs> right, right. So he is up at the top of a building. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's. I want to re- underscore again, guys. Like this entire filmography takes a lot of inspiration and cues from the movie Inception. And in that movie, Inception, the way you make it from one plane to the next was to go through these like kickbacks or kicks, mm-hmm. um, a way to like sort of wake up in, in each tier. In between the trailer for Departure or Fly and the Fly music video itself, I think, you know, we can expect that the car crash happened. Mm-hmm. These guys are on a road trip somewhere. It doesn't show it, obviously, but something must have happened to these members. Uh, when they get to, when we get to fly, uh, what happens at the beginning of that music video, Supermatic? 
We see the members of GOT7, they've stopped off somewhere, like they've parked the van, Jin Young is still inside the van, but then all the other members are outside at some sort of like basketball court or there's a basketball hoop set up, yeah. and there's also like a Ferris wheel in the background. The other members are just horsing around whatnot, like tossing a baseball and glove, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Young Jay is floating in the air, and all the other members are like, whoa, what's going on? That's right. And that basically kicks off all the other members of GOT7 in some way getting their own way of achieving flight. They yeah, slowly yeah. all lift off into the air and they're flying. Yeah, so again, this idea that flying represents passing on, becoming an angel. We see Jin Young in the car, but the question here is uh -huh. that if Jin Young was inside of the van while all these other members are passing on, then how does Jin Young go from the van to being on top of a building? Right. So my overarching theory to this is that Jin Young was in a coma. Going into this car crash, he slips into this car crash-induced coma. And like we saw in its inception, we saw multiple tears and into this dream world-like state. When he's in this coma state, he has a choice, a conscious decision to make. Whether he wants to carry on living, whether he, or not he wants to wake up, or whether or not he wants to fly. Hmm. And to fly, again, means to die <laughs> and to join your friends. What Jin Young doesn't realize is that when he makes that choice to die, he does not fly. Because that was not, that was a choice he was making rather than fulfilling his destiny. Mm. So he falls, and we see the other members of Got Seven flying. Not all of the mm -hmm. members. Which five members do we see? We see pretty much everyone from Jackson to Mark, JB, Bam Bam, Young Jay, but also noticeably absent aside from Jin Young himself is uh, Yugyum. Yugyum, yeah. That's right. So five members are flying and two are absent mm -hmm. from the experience. So that I think pretty much sums up the flight experience, right? Yep. I mean, oh, there's a few other vital clues. So within Fly, we see the bedroom again that we saw in the teaser trailer. Uh, yes. That's right. And we see five birds flying. Mm -hmm. Again, it's this idea of the birds, or rather these five members who have passed on, carrying on into the afterlife. They're ascending up. Okay, so what happens after Fly? We move on to the second chapter which is Flight Log Turbulence uh -huh. and starting off with the trailer for That's Turbulence right. it again centers around Jin Young because he's the main character throughout this whole saga he is on a flight and we see him on this plane very stoic in his seat like a good passenger uh -huh. but the other members of GOT7 that we can easily mistake as actually being there all on the flight as well are horsing around again together you know yep. they're they're hitting each other with pillows they're throwing stuff at each other there is also some noticeable continuity between this and the first installment because we see one of the members I believe it was Bam Bam who got drawn on that's right yes that happened in the car ride during the trailer for departure yeah uh, one comment I'd like to make about that they they drew a snake on him I mean if this happened in the real world it'd probably be male genitalia <laughs> on his face but they had to keep it PG for the K-pop yes. fans but yeah keeping that continuity going mm -hmm. in terms of preserving that memory yep and carrying that forward so this is a memory they're not actually in the plane are they nope or at least that would be our best guess because what happens further on into the trailer for Turbulence is uh -huh. that the seatbelt lights come on, which are the ones that are warning, like, oh, we're about to experience turbulence. Please right. buckle in. We had turbulence. <laughs> yep. Jin Young, feeling concerned and worried, he attempts to unbuckle himself so he can get the other members of GOT7 to calm down and also buckle in. This is a very real memory projection for him. Yes. But at that moment, the flight attendant comes over and tells him not to unbuckle himself, just stay seated. Because what are you doing, kid? Like, you're supposed to stay seated. The flight is going through turbulence. Yep. 
Right. So why why didn't the flight attendant tell these other kids riding around to, to sit down? Maybe because they're not actually there. That's right. Ooh. That's right. And I think that's that's pretty clear, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, why would the why would they have again the same drawing on Bam Bam's face? Yes. Why would they carry the camera around just like as they did in the bedroom and as they did in the car? Right? I mean that that's it's preserving that memory. Mm-hmm. And that memory isn't in action. The only thing that we know was in action was in when that camera that recording was actually rolling forward. Yep. And we saw that in the trailer for uh, Departure. Okay, so what happens after that? He So the attendant tells him to sit down, mm-hmm. right? The flight experiences turbulence. Very, very bad and rough turbulence to the yeah. point where we see the lights flickering, they go off, and then we see these gas masks come down, and the flight attendant, who herself is still standing, rushes over and forcibly or at least like it looks forcibly puts the mask on Jin Young and then all of a sudden after a brief blackout we see the plane has crashed yeah and Jin Young is being resuscitated through a mask through a mask yeah. by a couple of paramedics yeah and I, I think that's another key theme that another key uh, symbol that we'll see throughout the entire trilogy so this act of breathing of taking in the breath is a way of bringing you back to the mortal realm. Mm-hmm. It's maybe what preserves your mortality, uh, this act of breathing. So we see it in the gas mask from the plane, as well as in the resusc- resuscitation from the landing site. Yes, yes, yes. What is also noticeable is that at the end, at the very end of the trailer for Turbulence, yeah. as Jing Young is waking up, he is trying to take in his surroundings because he doesn't know what just happened. Uh-huh. And then when he looks over, like kind of over his shoulder and he rolls over, we see what he sees, which is the camera that Jackson had in uh, the right. departure trailer. That's right. And the camera itself, if you look at the screen, it's showing the other members of God 7 there. But then I actually didn't know. Did, did you see if the if the time was rolling, if it was still? Because I um, didn't see that. You know, honestly, I just see that as the memory. Yeah. <laughs> but Plain again. and simple, right? Like that, those, that was the memory of his friends. Mm-hmm. They're not actually with him. It's just that recording. Yeah. So again, the camera itself will also be an important tool or motif throughout this whole saga. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So he lands. Mm -hmm. And we see this at the end of the trailer and as well as at the beginning of Hard Carry. Yes. There's two notable wrecks. Mm -hmm. What are they? There's the plane itself, which is, of course, the flight that Jing Young was on. Yeah. But then there's also the car in the background, which at some points is on fire or is upside down. Again, representative of the very easy to assume car crash that happened, which claimed the lives of the other members of God 7. Because, look, remember that they were flying. They were Mm -hmm. in flight. So where the heck did the car come from? Yes. (laughs) It had to come from the real experience. And this merging of... The car and the plane is the merging of those two metaphors together. Exactly. Right? The first scene that we see at the beginning of Hard Carry is, is with all the members of GOT7 standing upright, vertically up, mm-hmm. except for one. And that's Jin Young. Yep. In the car, upside down. Yep. Clearly meant to show something, that mm-hmm. he's not like the others. <laughs> um, because he is the survivor Probably of that car crash, and he's in the in the wreckage of the car. Yep. Recapping from Fly, we saw members being lifted up, being departing from the mortal realm to the afterlife, and we saw Jin Young making the choice to fall. Mm. I see the fall, the actual act of falling, being this passage of him trying to attempt to fly. Now, how does one fly nowadays? Uh, You gain wings. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But through a plane. Oh, yes. Through a plane. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you're the one who brought this up to me. So what what does the plane mean to you? All right. So what the plane meant, at least as far as I took it, is that Jin Young, again, he's going through this grief or this struggle. He wants to be with his friends again. So after he has attempted to achieve flight, which was by jumping off the rooftop, this plane, I took it to kind of symbolize what should be his ascension to heaven. Uh, but, of course... Well, his attempt. Or his attempt to ascend to heaven. But as you touched on, since he made the choice to consciously take his own life, 
that's why the plane experienced turbulence, and instead it crashed down into, what was it, like some kind of a purgatory, almost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he attempted to fly, but he hit turbulence. Yes. So he crashed, and he fell. Mm-hmm. Now we see water uh, yes. in hard carry, and also the, there was, the flames are very present. Mm-hmm. I take it to mean that this is hell. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. So he fell because he d- chose the act of committing suicide that's seen as a sin in a lot of you know Christian, biblical, you know, literary sense. That is yes. to seem like, well, if you choose to commit suicide, that's an act of worthy of sending you to hell. Mm-hmm. So he's going down into this is the fall this is the middle chapter of the uh, Flight yes. trilogy where he goes through that descent and he falls into water that's right and as i'm interpreting this the water can mean a couple things but i see it as nothingness for all the souls so they mm. fall into this ocean this sea this mm-hmm. vacuum where you cannot breathe remember that's breathing right. being this act of resuscitating you back to the mortal realm the water is the death it is Aww. the sea of all the meaningless souls who were not able to become angels ah nice all right so jin young falls mm-hmm. but what happens when he falls he is rescued by the other members of god seven that's right <laughs> but how many other members Again, the key number here, which is five. <laughs> five, five, right. Yep. So when we look at Jin Young in the water, we see five other members dive into the water because those mm-hmm. are the five spirits, as I take it, or rather the five angels who have carried on, who are there to save the bro <laughs> in the spirit world, in the afterlife. That's right. So what else do we see in hard carry? Uh, so one other noticeable theme or motif that we see which is a carryover from the fly music video and from the departure saga is this parakeet which peter you touched on as uh-huh. being the symbol of jin young himself because his spirit yes his spirit because we see this parakeet present in a section of the hard carry music video where uh-huh. there's this back and forth uh shifting scenes between young j and jb two other members of got seven and they are important to pay attention to here in this section, particularly because one, Young Jay is the one who approaches the cage that we see the parakeet trapped in, and Young Jay ends up opening the cage, taking the parakeet out, and then as he cups it in his hands, he slowly lets it free and, and lets it fly off. Uh-huh. Young Jay is acting as the liberator of That's this right. parakeet. Yeah. This is important to note because later on in the hard carry music video, we see Young Jay taking a sledgehammer to the box <laughs> that Jin Young is trapped inside of to try and rescue him as well. So Young Jay is portrayed here as the liberator of Jin Young's soul, his spirit. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, one might even interpret this like he was the first to dive in. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means that he was actually the one who literally in this whole car crash, this car dive experience, he was the one who literally saved him. And sacrificed himself in the process. That that could be a possible interpretation. Mm-hmm. But I think the more the the more critical, more important one to take away from this is that this angel comes decides to release him. Yes, from this afterlife. Mm-hmm. The other member that we also see, of of course, is JB, and we see him with these same floating trees. But we see him both with the trees alive when they're very uh, uh, lush and green. Yeah, and then. Uh, we see him with these trees behind him when they're brown, wilted, and dead. Yeah. So we agreed that that was an interpretation or representation of how he was living, and then he died. Yeah. I I think that's likely. And I think it's funny to note that when I was watching GOT70 construct their own music video for Hard Carry, they said, Mm -hmm. like, oh, this must be important because of, you know, well, they were green here, and now they're brown. (laughs) What does the brown mean? Well, he's passed on. He's gone. He's it, matured. Indeed. It's worth noting also because JB himself, he was the driver of the van all the way back in the trailer for Flight Log Departure. So it connects interestingly in a way because, yeah. again, JB being the driver of the car, who knows, maybe it might have been his irresponsibility that caused the accident. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> that, you know, they got into an accident, but he sacrificed his own life. 
mm. to try to save Jin Very true. Yes. <laughs> in the in the liter- literal linear timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know that Jin Young is at the precipice of being cast into the abyss for, with his soul, right? Going into this hell, mm-hmm. as well as dying completely, right? And we, yes. we've already shown that the way people die in this trilogy is by being lifted, by flying. So we see Jin Young himself flying but what happens so Jin Young is being lifted or he's kind of levitating on his own seems as if he's ready to finally fully pass on but then right. at the last second we see all these other hands come up on his body and they pull him down and these hands belong to the other members of God's other Seven. five members. the other five members yes yes as if their spirits are all saying like nope it's not time for you to pass on yet get back down here yeah, to the, the mortal angels, world the angels of his former brothers are keeping him alive yes and that's why i think we see the resuscitating right in the hard carry music video because mm-hmm. they're Maybe Jin Young isn't completely with it because he's seen these mixed metaphors between a car and an airplane burning around him. Yep. But he's being brought back to the real world. We've seen one construct with them, with Jin Young, in the water for hard carry. Yes. This is the fall. But then we move on to the next chapter. Yep. We get to part three. <laughs> okay. So what happens in the trailer for Never Ever or uh, Arrival? So for the trailer for Arrival, and again, I just have to shout out, it is a beautiful and aesthetically pleasing trailer. (laughs) But the key here is that we see Jin Young and he basically wakes up on a beach. He has washed up on a beach. Uh We agreed that this beach and the water kind of represents uh, the purgatory purgatory in a sense. Yes. Or don't forget, guys, Mm -hmm. like the filmmaker, um, AR Films Mm are... Getting the actual get the director's name, but he loves Inception. Yes, <laughs> right. And remember what happens in Inception when Leonardo DiCaprio like wakes up on the beach. Yes, right. That's after having been falling down to like the lowest level of the dream world. Of, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? What's what's the uh, limbo? There we go. Limbo. He falls down into limbo, mm-hmm. and that limbo, he realizes something. Yes. So what what are the words that appear on the screen when he's in limbo, in purgatory? Uh, he names off uh, some of these different uh, elements, I guess we could call them. He says things like nature, air, wind, then he says water. He you know, says- actually, I took that to mean that was actually those initial elements. I took actually to mean the voice of the director oh but then later after going through all those elements then we see Jin Young watch up wash up on the beach mm-hmm. right what does he say when he's on the beach nothing yes. or he realizes he that realizes. he failed yes there right we go. so he, one he failed right because he mm-hmm. jumped off the building yes he made the decision well I'm gonna try to fly he falls mm-hmm. so he fails he doesn't connect with his brothers he also dies right so he goes into hell Mm -hmm. and his brothers bring him out of that because he he goes into hell because he made that choice to die yes and he failed there right Mm -hmm. and when he failed when he was in that that trapped container of the water he was and this is the other part that he says on the beach he was nothing ah right right. so he becomes one with the ocean Mm -hmm. one with all the other souls who did not yet you know or make it to become an angel yeah that's right he says something along the lines of i don't exist anymore that's right yes that's right so he's realizing this in this purgatory washed up state Mm -hmm. what else do we see in the trailer well right after that when he acknowledges or at least as the text shows jin young is thinking or saying to himself like i no longer exist i have failed on nothing yeah all of a sudden we see him being resuscitated back to life via a defibrillator and it's the same scene that we see, see in the in, Never Ever music video where he wakes up on this hospital bed. Yeah. We also actually, to call it out, they, they do it actually in every single chapter. Yes. In Fly, you actually see him wake up. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're trying to, they did that earlier on in Fly to show that he does eventually wake up and he does yeah. eventually get back into the moral realm. They do it again in Hard Carry uh, when yes, he gets you know, resuscitated, right? So mm-hmm. that act of breathing, again, being brought back breathing the air and becoming immortal life again, right? Mm -hmm. We also see him in the trailer up 
on the mountain, right? Yes. So what what happens there? So he's walking along, like up on a mountain that's like very snowy, and he is realizing these things, or he's saying to himself things along the lines of like, "Oh, usually when people fail, they just give up, they uh-huh. don't challenge themselves." But I am not afraid to fail. Yeah, or something that's like right. That. That's right. Basically, he just says that. Oh, he's ready now. He realizes that he no longer has to be afraid because he now realizes that he's always had his friends with him. Yeah, that they were always there with him. Yes. Yeah. And we see him looking at them, and he's sort of like crying as he's looking at them. Mm-hmm. There is sort of a memory, right? And these yes. guys are all playing up on the snow field, yeah. up on this high mountaintop. As yep. if it's the closest intersection one can get between flying and being alive, mm. right? So you're That's getting right. like as high as you can to connect with those in the heavens That's and right. those who are still living. And he's crying, remembering that, you know, these guys, they're living on in the afterlife. They're, they're the angels looking over me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So he knows that he can carry on because he's strong because he's got these guardian angels and if anyone is wondering how that is reinforced or like what exactly helps to boost that theory is the fact that again we pointed out earlier jin young has actually always had the camera on him which jackson originally used to film and document their trips and their times together right since they passed on we can take it to mean that Jin Young has kept this camera on him so in a way he has kept the memory of his friends yeah. with him yeah they stay with him you yeah. know both both in the literal sense and, and more in the philosophical spiritual sense mm-hmm. then never ever begins right yes <laughs> so what happens in never ever we see a lot of the same imagery that we have seen from the previous videos especially again from hard carry they pretty much carried over to never ever these scenes of Jin Young being trapped in one a glass box yeah. two in a car yep. and then three underwater yeah. and we see Jin Young trapped underwater in the car as well but there are some notable things to point out in the Never Ever MV as well, such as we see the car going off a bridge, crashing, and it crashes into the water. Again, Inception. Yes. Because <laughs> you have to see this film if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Inception, there is a scene where everyone's on, in this car or this bus, right? And it goes off a bridge, and they go through another leap in the dream world, and they're able to go through multiple layers. And this entire movie happens within the length of the car going off the bridge and falling into the water. Yep. Same thing happens here. <laughs> so Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, we see the car yeah. crashing into the water. And then as that scene ends, particularly, what is notable to pay attention to <clears throat> is that on top of the car, on the roof, we see JB. Yeah. And again, what does this mean? Well, he was the driver of the car originally that got into the accident. So it all connects back. Yeah. So again, the car being the very literal passage of time, the very literal yes. linear story of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. What's in the car? Foliage. <laughs> foliage. We see all this foliage, these these plants, these this symbol of life. That's this, right. This green, lush nature living. And so let, let's go back really quick. Mm-hmm. Remember, the teaser for Arrival, we saw the narrator or the, the booming inception horns yes. calling out the different elements. First was nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, second was water and wind and flight. Yep. And then we go to a bird. Mm-hmm. But... Nature, why did the narrator call out nature? Nature is a symbol of life, right? That's right, that's right. And we saw this previously with hard carry, Mm -hmm. with the trees. At the beginning of Never Ever, remember, the bird is the spirit animal. That's right. (laughs) Of of, uh, Jin Young. Mm Mm-hmm. The very beginning of Never Ever, what is the bird in? It's in the foliage. Yeah, it's in the foliage. That's right. right. It's it's perched Mm -hmm. in nature. So it's showing that this is the arrival of Ah. the bird so it's arrived in the mortal world it's in nature so it's living (laughs) there you go in the car Mm -hmm. where's Jin Young he was always in the back seat that's right but he's surrounded by foliage by foliage (laughs) because he's alive guys Mm -hmm. everyone else who's in the car isn't you know surrounded by it because they're not living yeah what else happens in never ever we also see again another repetition from the hard carry mv where young jay is the one who is standing outside of this glass box or the construct yeah. that jane young is trapped inside of and young jay again takes it upon himself to grab a hammer and break this glass break Such this hammer. construct that jane is trapped in and 
free Jin Young acting again That's as a right. liberator. And, but in this, in this case, so in Heart Carry, Jin Young was in water. Yes. Right? Because he was in hell, mm-hmm. right? So he's liberated by Young J then. He's also liberated by Young J from the spirit animal, the bird, being mm-hmm. taken out of the cage. Yes. So why is he taken away from nature, right? Because nature is life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the way I see it, and tell me what you guys think, but the way I see it is that Jin Young was still isolated That's right. from his members. There you go. And so breaking through that was saying like, hey, you can still join us, you know, that you're not you're not separated from us just be just by being alive. Mm-hmm. So what what happens after that? We shift forward to this scene where we see Yugyom noticeably and the things that he is dressed kind of more darkish kind uh-huh. of emo we see him wearing a choker and this is where you and i developed the theory that we're about to touch on because what's noticeable with this scene is that yugyum is walking through this hospital hallway uh-huh. and then there's this well, key before pan. he even gets to the pan right he's talking oh, yes. about everything in past tense all his lyrics are like this was you know the choice i made no longer am i gonna do this ah yes right that's right and then it pans. Mm-hmm. It pans, and we're and the camera takes us across this pillar. And then when we get to the other side, all of a sudden it's not Yugyum, it's Jin Young. Yeah. And then we see Jin Young walk up, and he puts his hand on this little square glass pane window where he's looking into the ER, the emergency room, and it's kind it, of he's a symbol. Sort of speaking to it as if it's happening. Yes. Because he is looking at himself on the operating table or on the on he's the realizing table. he's coming to that epiphany yes right? but the whole point of that pan is mm-hmm. to show that continuity of character yes the same person from the far future and the person in the present mm-hmm. or I, I mean depends on how you want to look at it like you know the person in the present and the person in the past <laughs> depending on which vantage point you're looking at yeah it's funny because you look at the behind the scenes footage of this music video mm-hmm. and these two guys were talking about like oh it's so it was so important to the director that we had this scene that we do it right yeah so this meant a lot to the director the director was trying to tell us something yep with the continuity of having this single pan going mm-hmm. from yugyum to jin young mm-hmm. we also see jin young on the on the op- on the table on the, or the bed, yeah, the, on hospital the, bed, bed. <laughs> the hospital bed yes and we have yugyum looking through the window also kind of over his shoulder as if it was behind him. Yes. Like this is something that happened in the past and he's reflecting upon what previously Mm -hmm. happened. Because taking it from the omniscient point of view, like from the camera, when the, when us as the audience watching this music video, when you're looking in to the operating room from the outside, we see it over the shoulder of Yugyum. But then when we're looking from inside the operating room to the outside, it's Jin Young with his hand on the glass. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, uh, again, that duality. Yeah. <laughs> One more notice, uh, noticeable motif or theme that we also see in Never Ever is that there is this scene towards the end where we see Bam Bam and he's wearing a noticeable gas mask or some kind of breathing mask. And again, as we've been pointing out, breathing or air mask or uh, oxygen masks have been another key symbol throughout this whole flight log saga. And then we see Bam Bam with his own kind of custom oxygen mask and he's in this room with all these like statue busts that also Uh have these masks on them. Uh And I believe that what we agreed upon is that that's just another way of symbolizing how breathing or like that oxygen, that air represents being alive or like being able to breathe is the same as being able to live like yeah obviously it's, it's a sign of your mortality yes <laughs> and i'm not sure what they were trying to convey with bam bam honestly <laughs> i mean like he he's got a very you know fierce look and he's got fleshed out white hair mm-hmm. and also those blue contacts <laughs> yeah so i don't i don't know if he was like on life support or something <laughs> i don't know i mean if you guys have any idea out there then heck let us know <laughs> yeah forget that that's the one piece i haven't been able to figure out with this entire trilogy yeah all you i got sevens out there if you guys have any plausible theories that you strongly believe in as far as bam bam and the mask goes then feel free to tell us (laughs) yeah okay so let's quickly run through the uh chronology right so at the very beginning we have all the members on the car together Mm -hmm. they die in a car crash except for jin young Jin Young is possibly saved by JB. You know, maybe JB was alive and sacrificed himself to save him. Mm-hmm. This car crash could have been pulling off of a bridge and falling into 
the water being both a literal sense of sea and also where the souls go who have committed suicide or who have done sin. Those who did die right away became angels. They lifted, they flew. Jin Yang himself in this coma state from being in the car crash mm-hmm. he decides in the coma that he wants to die to join his brothers his brothers say no don't do that they bring him back to reality and the breath of life is brought back into him yep. and never ever is kind of him reflecting on the entire experience and we see that through the later version of himself with Yugyong. Yep, exactly. I think it's cool how we can look at each of these in terms of the different elements uh, outlined in the teaser trailer for Arrival. Mm-hmm. So fly being air, hard carry being water, and uh, never ever being nature. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, these are just the poetic ways that the, the director was trying to tie it all together. The parakeet, the bird, is the spiritual representation of uh, Jin Young's soul being carried through this entire linear journey. Yeah. And the the bird, you know, goes through the different metaphors rather than mm-hmm. the actual experience itself. The plane, again, was not an actual plane experience, but rather him attempting to fly but hitting turbulence. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for GOT7. How did we rate this song? What did you think of the concept overall for Never Ever? Well, you know, initially when we were going to do our original Daybok or not for this, I remember we spoke and we both were mostly in agreement about how Concept-wise, it seemed a little all over the place. But that was because yeah. you and I were also looking at it as a standalone. But That's then when right. we connected all the dots and we realized how it ties into the whole Flight Log saga, I myself, I, I can definitely say I gained a lot more appreciation for Never Ever. Yeah. But that being said, looking at it through our lens and reviewing Never Ever itself as its own release, mm-hmm. I still really like the concept. I mean, even though Never Ever may not be as coherent as some other MVs out there are or they may not explicitly show things it's kind of fun when we as audience members and viewers are able to interpret it in our own way yeah like honestly for me as a personal taste I like it when we are or I kind of like it when we are left to our own interpretations of how we take things yeah and I think you know other people will also review this right and they'll yep. come in with their own other separate interpretations of this mm-hmm. my critique however Mm-hmm. is that remember last week we were going to start recording we we're going to just start doing an episode right on got seven never ever we're going to say all those things that you just mentioned like oh, i was kind of all over the place what the hell does this mean let's <laughs> yeah. like there's no congruity to it right mm-hmm. well that's because we didn't have the full context behind the other two music videos not only the other two music videos but the teaser trailers yeah. for the other two concepts including the the third teaser trailer for this one mm-hmm. like you couldn't enjoy the concept of never ever by itself that's right right i'm sorry to start like a fan war but i think bts did that <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry um i think that they did that with spring day honestly yeah and that that was really nicely self-contained and while you're able to get more of that theme of maturity with the whole bts arc got seven required the story arc of the entire flight log experience does that mean more i think it did at least for us right like mm-hmm. i i got more of it but if you're just jumping into the scene for got seven like it's kind of overwhelming that it alienates you even from people who regularly cover k-pop yeah you have to it's a whole effort to go through that entire story again to get the concept that's right and to look for the clues that are are not obviously stated mm-hmm you know, to their point, I kind of just had a uh, thought strike me, is that while we're comparing how GOT7 did this whole flight log saga compared to BTS with Spring Day, yeah, BTS with Spring Day, it did have tie-ins that related back to the Most Beautiful Woman in Life saga and chapters that they did, but at the same right. time, Spring Day on its own, to its merit, it was you're able, able to contain itself, right? Yes, and what I realized about that is that for Spring Day, they drew heavily on a work of literature, which yeah. was the Those Who Walk Away yeah, from Omulus, this yeah. novel. Whereas with GOT7 for this whole flight log saga, I don't know if they necessarily drew anything from literature, more as I mean, they there, there relied on straight imagery and symbolism. Yeah. And then again for Never Ever, as you pointed out, with the inspiration from a film, which yeah. is Inception. Inception, you're right. So it's interesting how you can see the difference in the directions that they went based mm-hmm. upon which source material or source of inspiration, inspiration yeah. they were drawing yeah. from. 
Yeah, and I mean, they could Gut Seven for all we know could be referencing a novel that I'm just not immediately familiar with. True, right? And maybe I'm just not getting that that reference. But there there could be a reference that they aren't making. Mm-hmm. It's just not called out in a very obvious way. When I'm looking at the concept, one other thing I do have to shout out, though, setting aside this whole storyline saga, the whole flight log trilogy, this journey that we've been taking on as uh, viewers. When it comes to God 7, you always got to shout out the choreography as well. Yeah. I've been watching the choreography version of the music video, which right. just dropped w- within a day or two. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Like The thing for me is that I tried looking into it, and unfortunately, I was not able to find out if there was one particular choreographer or if there's a team. But whoever it is that's responsible for God 7's choreography, shouts out to you, man, because you always manage to give each comeback in each song its own distinctive style, but at the same was, time... Wasn't it the Kinjas who did this? Well, there was two of the Kinjas that did hard carry. Uh-huh. And <laughs> to be honest, I would not be surprised if they had Kinjas again help out for Never Ever. Okay. But whether or not they did, I mean, it would be cool if they did consult two of the Kinjas again. But for Never Ever itself, I mean, I can definitely say safely, I, I want to learn this dance. Yeah. It's really nice, really tight. They've got right. good formation, so yeah. good job because even though it's distinct enough to separate it from Hard Carry and Fly and the previous work, it still carries that same signature GOT7 style and that feel when you watch it, so good mm. job on the choreography. Mm-hmm. Okay. That all being said, diving into my ratings yes. for the concept. Concept, this is your first time listening to the K-pop cast. What is the concept? The, the concept is inclusive of? The music video itself, the storyline, what the idea was, and as well as what we just touched upon, looking at choreography, if there is any. Yep. We take account. We take into account the styling, how the uh-huh. members look, yep. ca- cons, uh, outfit changes, how they correlate with the concept the entire brand yes <laughs> the brand the story the dance mm-hmm. yeah like the full package of what the song and the music video represent right so for me with never ever mm-hmm. again it's kind of interesting for me to think about it because we're scoring never ever as a standalone for its concept but yeah we just did this deep dive of how it connects well to because the you can't saga. isolate it right yes Never ever can't really stand on its own without mm-hmm. knowing the full details of the entire Flight Log trilogy. Yep. So? So that said, I chose to look at it this way. Uh-huh. Comparing Never Ever and how well it does in terms of making the storyline clear yeah. compared to Hard Carry and to Fly as far as which of the three is easy enough for us to understand and kind of get a best idea of what's going on. Uh-huh. Never ever, admittedly, it was kind of in the middle or towards the bottom for me compared to, I'd say, maybe Fly. Yeah. No, I, I completely yeah. Between agree. these three, I feel like the Fly was the strongest MV. Oh, I wholly heartedly agree. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, unfortunately, as much as I appreciate the carryover and how it does a nice job of kind of mostly tying up and wrapping up this Light Log Saga, uh-huh. never ever seeming... T- to me as the weakest between the three MVs is why I dinged it so low in terms of the concept. That said, I cut it a little bit of slack again because of how I appreciate the way it ties everything else in. Okay. So I put it at that very steady middle ground. Of I like how three. you're giving yourself all these caveats before you get the score. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so. I, I gave it a three. A three. Okay. Even though it didn't do as great a job as I felt the other two MVs do, it was satisfactory enough, and it's an enjoyable video to watch. Okay. So, three. and again, that that's out of a one to five scale, yes. one being lowest, five being highest. So, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Super dramatic. So, for me, I think everything you said, it's pretty much the same sentiment I have. That said, I really feel and connect with the story and the symbols that that are being shown Hmm. in this this entire trilogy and i kind of what i really like about never ever is that it's the climax it's the entire trilogy coming together it is the return Uh. of the king and it's (laughs) sort of the story dispelling itself into one final chapter Mm. it's showing how from the beginning it did this this and this and then here's the end and it kind of does that all together with a never ever. But you can't take that story of the first and the second chapter. You can't take those without having seen them previously separately. Right. Rather right, right. than taking it all together never ever. So for me, 
I'm giving him a 3.5. Oh. So pretty close to you, actually. <laughs> but just a little higher because I really like what it, it does to try to push the ballot and oh, okay. telling a story and the way they do it. Um, I think, and this process of demystifying, I found really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And that that's why I, uh, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Right? Fair so I see that. The, what, what do you think of the audio, Supermatic? In terms of the audio, the funny thing to me is that as much as I wasn't really feeling the video so much, I'm actually really liking the song. <laughs> and I think it's probably helped by the fact that since they dropped the choreography, I'm enjoying listening to the song as well as picturing doing the choreography to it. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like it, choreography aside, just the song itself is interesting because the way it starts off, especially like not going to lie with those opening verse or that like dun, 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 that, yeah. that kind of tropical house feel. Yeah. For a split second, even though I knew I was listening to God 7, I was like, it sounds like it could be a card song. <laughs> like yeah. The, like the way that the, yeah. the way that cards are totally, going about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that opening riff, that dun-dun-dun, before the vocals come in with Yugyum and everyone else singing. Like The instrument sample sounds like it's the same from yes, the card. Exactly. And I mean... I do enjoy that particular style, especially since we've been seeing it prevalent lately in a lot of K-pop songs. Yeah, more of the dance hall. Yes, like and, dance and I wouldn't, hall. but I wouldn't call never ever dance hall. Well, right? not but, exactly straight up, and that that's where they are different, right? Because mm-hmm. I think you know they're different tempos and, and slightly different styles. Yes, but very similar mm-hmm. in the instruments used. Yep. <laughs> It's interesting, and at the same time, it's kind of funny to me just to see like how this trend is continuing, because we saw a lot of it towards the end of 2016, and now here in the first part of 2017, we're seeing that trend continue of these blending of styles, which is including these dance hall, tropical house, almost like kind of reggae-ish sounds and vibes. Yeah, okay. And me being an appreciative listener of that kind of sound. Uh-huh. I do like Never Ever quite a bit. Maybe not like as much as some of my favorite songs, but Never Ever is still very enjoyable for me. Uh-huh. And it's got all these interesting, like I don't want to call it clashing, just the way that the, the instrumental blends all these different styles together. And then I will admit that there are some parts vocals-wise that at first I wasn't necessarily feeling. To be honest, some of the, some of the like sing rapping that, some of the members do like like Jackson. Yeah. 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 Like I saw all the reception online. A lot of people were saying that they were almost kind of cringy and I could kind of, I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah. But that said, just for some reason, the more I listened to never ever, especially since we decided to wait a week and fully deconstruct God seven instead of just doing never ever on its own. Yeah. I actually was able to listen to the song a lot more and it grew on me from my first initial listen. Uh huh. So that said, Originally, I was going to give this like maybe just a 3 to a 3.25, but I actually am going to give it a 3.75 now (laughs) because it's bumped up and it's been very enjoyable for me. Yeah. But that said, I think what helps is the fact that one, I've been listening to the song a lot because I want to learn the choreography. It's fun to dance to once you see the choreography. So, (laughs) okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good fair score. I think one of the other critiques that a lot of people were giving the song, especially when it first came out, was that it felt like it was all over the place. Yeah. Now, keeping in mind, this is the same producer who produced the other two chapters. Uh, yes, Ear Attack. Ear Attack, right? Mm-hmm. So he did Fly or Fly and, and uh, Hard Carry, obviously. Fly was, I feel like, emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. song. Hard Carry was like, let's do this. I mean, the I think it was Mark or whoever the English speaking member of Got Seven said, like, this is a game reference. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think he, that was Mark. he made it very clear. He's mm-hmm. like, guys, this is about gaming. Yeah. Aside from the story narrative that's being told from the music video. Mm-hmm. So it goes hard in that sense. So we've got a lighter emotional song, mm-hmm. a hard let's do this song. And lastly, we have Never Ever, which is kind of like, <sighs> it's the climax. It's the pieces all coming together and it's making sense because it's like, Oh, I see it now. And Mm. you hear that in the song. And when I first listened to this, like I didn't get that at all. I was also (laughs) kind of in the same spirit of all the other listeners who are like, it's kind of all over the place. These different vocals are mishmashed into it and not a very uh, cohesive way, but I see it now. And I, I see what ear attack was trying to do with the never ever. He was trying to say, this is the epiphany. This is the climax oh. of the trilogy. Taking everything that we've learned from your friends have passed on. This is 
what actually happened. And this is how I feel about it from Jin Young's perspective. Mm -hmm. I thought, technically speaking, there were a lot of cool things in it. I actually like the instruments that your attack used, uh, how aggressive he was with it, while at the same time providing the sense of closure. I thought it was cool how you hear them go, whoa, uh, 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 <laughs> right? And they, he employs, your tech employs this technique of where he cuts act, he, he, he mutes the, oh, the, whoa, and then it, mm. it silences mm-hmm. and then he brings it back in again. I thought that was just a really nice use of muting vocals, <laughs> right? And carrying it forward. But I thought it was a very nice touch in terms of making you feel like, you know, you're bringing it to 10 and you can't take it past 10 anymore. <laughs> and so you kind of like push it past the, the the edge, the boundary, which is what we thematically see with the story. It's mm-hmm. like it's reaching the end of the moral life and it's bringing you all the way over to the spiritual world. And so that's, it's bringing it together. <laughs> and you, you hear that in the song. So for the song, am I going to be playing this in my DJ set's Probably not as much, mm. not as much as the other two songs. <laughs> so, Supermatic, I also gave it a 3.75. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's good, guys. Again, uh, one being lowest, five being highest on a rubric, 3.75 is pretty good. Yeah. Because we're pretty critical. We very mm-hmm. rarely give anything beyond a four. Yeah. So, 3.75 is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Overall, yep. is it Daybok or, or not? <laughs> Supermatic. I'll let you kick it off. Do the honors. Uh, even though I was fairly critical of both the song and the concept, it's still Daybok. Daybok, yeah. I like it. It's Daybok. Yeah. For me, it's definitely Daybok. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just love how it comes together. There's a mm-hmm. lot of thought and care put into the concept, the lyrics. What What's cool is that you know that this is a love song, mm-hmm. but there is another different uh, parallel interpretation yes. to the lyrics, right? So Definitely. there's one for the love song, which is if you haven't even seen the music video, if you're just listening to the song because it, it turns up on, on Spotify or the DJ is playing it, Holly mm-hmm. K-pop DJs, <laughs> and that's the one interpretation, right? And then there's the other uh, parallel interpretation, which is everything that we've inherited from the concept of music video. And that, I think, you know, I really love about it. And the fact that you can have those two uh, interpretations running in tandem is pretty fun, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And we get that actually with the other songs. So we get, so we get oh, that yeah, with Hard definitely. Carry. So Hard Carry being one, very obviously, written for the gaming crowd. Yep. And then the other one, well, this is for the fall. Mm-hmm. This is for falling into hell. <laughs> That's what yeah. Hard Carry was about and bringing you out of that. And so the, you know, the angels bring you out of that hell. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Fly. Fly just wanting to be with you. It could be another love song for a lover, but also wanting to be with your bros who have passed on. So <laughs> for sure, for all sure. those parallel interpretations. Looking at the Flight Log trilogy as a whole, and mm-hmm. as we keep touching on, you can't look at Never Ever by itself. How would you rate the songs in Flight Log in the Flight Log trilogy? You know, first, second, third. So third, what would be your pick? Even though it is the latest release and I'm enjoying it, I would have to put Never Ever there. Yeah, yeah. same, same. <laughs> second, Hard, Hard Carry. Carry. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, Hard Carry, and I think Hard Carry is a, a strong second because mm-hmm. it was fun. It was a banger. It was a slamming yep. track. It brought a lot of cool symbolism, a lot of cool storytelling aspects to it. Yep. And I love the gaming references. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In it. So number one, fly. Tell fly. me why. Tell tell me why fly was your topic out of the out of the, out of the trilogy. You know, it's amazing to me because it had been some time since I had actually watched the fly MV, but then I went and revisited again after we agreed we were going to do this whole dive into the saga. Yeah, and then watching the music video and really taking the chance to listen and truly like take in every aspect of the song that I could. Overall, like just as a package, it just it stands out to me the most between the three. Like even though my personal favorite choreography, especially with me being a dancer, might be hard carry. Yeah. When it comes to the whole package and comparing each installment, Fly or Departure, Turbulence with Hard Carry, and then Arrival Never Ever, Fly just seems to me to be the most coherent and the best representative package out there. Uh-huh. Like just the way that everything comes together and even with the music video, how 
I don't want to say simplistic, but with how the music video plays out, all the different things that we see, we're still able to kind of grasp and get a clear idea of what's going on. Yeah. Because like hard carry, never ever, it just, it leaves you with a bunch of questions. I mean, I mean, you're left with some questions that fly, but at the same time, fly does enough where you can start forming your own answers already. Yeah. I, I mean, this is why at the end of fly, uh, Jin Young wakes up, mm-hmm. right? So they were able, I think they didn't tell the whole story. They, they showed the beginning and the emotional tension of not being there with your buds, right? Yep. The feeling of your buds passing on, your mm-hmm. bros, you know, flying, and you falling and not connecting with them, and then yeah. waking up. So I think that's a very nicely self-contained story. Mm-hmm. For me, I would say that if you listen to the song, the audio itself, yeah, it's kind of like the overture that you would get, you know, at the beginning of a musical. Ah, oh. fly is the overarching theme behind the entire trilogy in my opinion and while we we ended with never ever i would use never ever as the the bridge the three quarters of the way through the narrative and end again with fly you know that that's how i would arrange it right I if, I, if i was composing the musical or composing the movie or the score, <laughs> right yeah because fly is that feeling of it's that theme that runs through the course of all three of the songs of being separated from your from your guys mm-hmm. and these guardian angels looking over you the the entire experience that's a good way to put it yeah i could totally see that and i i agree with that <laughs> yeah and it, it's funny because after i play never ever every time i listen to never ever i want to put on fly again <laughs> right because it, it just wants to i want to feel that feeling that was conveyed in fly yeah that for sure that never ever brought us to in another mm-hmm. way in a different way but it brings us back to fly Oh yeah, definitely. How would you rate, you know, the Flight Like Trilogy overall? Overall, as a package, it's interesting to think about because you touched on it earlier. It's fun, especially for me, like just what I love about being a K-pop fan is how you can take all these different songs or sagas, these like storylines, these connections, these packages, and you can kind of like not just deconstruct them as you and I have been having so much fun doing but also compare them and see the differences I mean we've got BTS out there with their whole most beautiful moment in life saga yeah you've got other groups out there that carry on the even if it's not a single story they carry on this concept we've got EXO out there with their whole Exolution superpowers concept Uh so thinking about all of that I give GOT7 a lot of credit and their whole team and label for what they've done with this fight log saga I mean, it may not. It at times it may not have as been. It may not have been as clear or as powerful and provocative as, say, for example, BTS's storyline. But I like that they were able to keep their own storytelling motif. I guess is the way to put it. Okay. Their style, the way that they carried this out, they kept the symbols consistent. Uh-huh. It kept things fun for us as viewers yeah so rating the saga overall are we using the one to five rubric um sure why not for the flight log saga especially with how they had a really great start with fly which uh-huh. i felt like was such a strong start and yeah. then now that i'm actually taking into account all the things you had to say about never ever i'm kind of looking at it now with a bit of rose tinted glasses because i'm realizing there are things that i didn't notice or appreciate about it uh-huh. factoring that into how i would rate the saga overall i would probably give the saga a very strong four okay because i mean just again using a reference point of like comparing it to how we did our deep dives of bts or even bap or like just other groups and how they do the storytelling saga yeah i still give the got seven flight log saga a really great shout out and the reason why i gave it a four is because as much as it took some effort to dive in and deconstruct things at the same Uh time yeah after deconstructing it i have so much more appreciation for the story they told us yeah i mean the overall moral of the story is that just because your friends have left doesn't mean that you need to go to yeah right you should carry on life is still worth living yeah and you still have become richer from the experience while it may be tragic you have become you've grown more mm-hmm. from the experience and that's something to remember that's a the moral of the story i think that you know one can take away from the entire flight log trilogy oh yeah i still think they could have done a better job in terms of making the symbols clearer ah. and easier okay. i think they made it too hard <laughs> honestly and I, I i think the reason why it was too hard 
and I'm, I'm sorry, this is like a very really mean critique, but I think it was just the filmmaker, the director, who wasn't keeping that continuity of the symbols strong throughout. Mm, I think we could have seen that better with the breathing, with nature, with water. I think those, each of those themes and flying and air, I think each of those could have been strengthened consistently through each of the major chapters more so. Okay. That would have made it easier for fans to, to interpret and digest. Mm, All right. Um, I think also making Yogyam and Jin Young, the same person was a really nice artistic move. But the he the director could have done that in a more clear, obvious way, and I think, you know, just because it would have been more obvious, I don't think that would have detracted from the storytelling medium or the element conveyed through it. So for me, I guess using the one five scale, I'd give it a three. Okay, it it's still good, and I I mean I can't really think of anyone else that's really doing what they're doing what what Got Seven is doing right now in terms of using this trilogy. Mm. We've referenced BTS earlier. BTS, I think, I, I don't want to pit them, I don't feel like it's a fair apples-to-apples apples comparison yeah. to always use BTS against Scott 7 because they are trying to do slightly different things. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. Maybe my army bias is just coming out real strong. <laughs> so I think I, I just really like the way that BTS has been doing that overarching narrative. Okay. With that, all that in mind, I think, you know, there's there's one question that remains. And, and this is really, if there's one thing you've got to take away from this, guys, and this is like the most important thing to take away from this. The question is, how should we feel about Yogyam's oversized sweater? Like, was that a good move? <laughs> was that a bad move? I don't know. And it's the serious questions like Yogyam's sweater that are going to keep me up at night, you know, <laughs> really wondering, like, you know. Should we have more oversized sweaters like this in K-pop? <laughs> That'll be worth sleeping on. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys know where to find us. We're yeah. um, at the ha- the K-pop cast hashtag. Um, mm-hmm. Where can people find you, Supermatic? You can find me on Twitter as well as on Instagram and soon enough my YouTube channel, which is all just under Supermatic, S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. Yeah. And I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. This is a, sort of a different format for us. We are, if you're listening to the audio experience, hopefully I've edited it to a way where it's a cohesive uh, narrative story. Right now we are periscoping ourselves <laughs> with the raw behind the scenes yep. thing. And I'm wondering if it's distracting us from our storytelling medium of doing the audio only experience. <laughs> We're going to be putting this up on YouTube, I think. I'm not sure how I feel about putting this audio feed of us recording on youtube but we do have a youtube channel and right now it's just the audio stuff (laughs) but if you want to relive the entire got seven flight log trilogy experience um just look for k-pop cast on youtube i think we'll pop up and you can see the playlist that we created so that you can watch the flight log trilogy in chronological order relive the entire saga Knowing what you know now from this podcast, um, yep. if there are other questions, things that you think we missed, I'm sure there there probably is. Let us know, <laughs> and uh, we'll continue that conversation. Yeah, for hashtag sure. #Kpopcast. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I think that's it for this episode. Thanks for uh, enduring this long episode, and we'll be back uh, next week. I think with uh, shorter reviews. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for everyone for sticking with us so far, and take care until next time. All right. See ya. And got seven fans. While I may have compared you against bts i'm never gonna give you up never gonna let you down never gonna round around and desert you never gonna make you cry never gonna make you say goodbye and never tell a lie and hurt you